some sweet. Um, Basita Polanco, everybody, the legend. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on, man. This is unreal. Um, you know, I know it's kind of a crazy time. So, um, yeah, I mean, this, this means the world. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, I'd love to hear about how you got started playing baseball. Well, uh, you're talking about this year, right? Or just in terms of, like, passion for, like, how did you grow a passion for the game of baseball? Oh, me? Oh, imagine I'm from the Dominican Republic, um, and we live and die baseball there, you know, in the Dominican Republic. My dad uh, wanted to be a baseball player, but, but he was from the country. For, from uh, He's from the north part of the island. It's uh, Puerto Plata, so he didn't have, the, like, a good um, – he didn't have any facility to develop, you know, to play or whatever. So his dad actually thought that work, he needed to start working at a very young age. And he just started milking cows and doing stuff, you know, like the people do it outside of the cities. And uh, then he moved to the capital and uh, he, he was always saying, like, if I ever have a son, I would like for him to be a baseball player. And I probably will give him the opportunity to probably that I didn't have because I, there's all the things that I had to do, you know, when I was young. So it, it happened, you know, that he went to, he moved to the capital. I was born and uh, the first thing he ever bought me was a baseball glove. And, and, and you know, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. And, uh, it was my passion the whole time. It still is. And, uh, and yeah, I started playing baseball when I was probably four or five, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So I mean, yeah. it just started just like that, man, at a young age. And then at a young age, I didn't know you get paid for, from playing baseball until I was like 14 or 15. Mm. I told you that's how much I really loved it. Like I thought you do it for free, you know, like how, yeah. how the hell are they going to pay you to play? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what, once you heard that, it was like yeah. full on, right? <laughs> that's awesome. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you play ball at um Florida state, um, you were drafted in 1994. Um, may, maybe talk about how you were able to like balance academics with baseball and then on top of like, you know, balancing it with social life. I mean, that time as a kid for you, I mean, that must have been pretty overwhelming, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like I came to Miami Dade Community College when I was 17 years old. I was able to get on a scholarship and, uh, you know, I came for a tryout. I really liked my abilities and they gave me a, a scholarship and I played in Miami two years of junior college and uh, Miami as we all know you know it's a community that speaks a lot of Spanish so it's kind of it makes it tougher for you to learn the language but you know your classes were in English and uh, you were kind of forced to, to to learn the language you know even though the Spanish is a main value main language here in Miami but I was able to pick it up a little bit. So I moved up. In 1993, I got drafted by the White Sox in the 36th round. But I decided not to sign and because my coach told me, hey, if you stay one more year in your college, you're going to learn more English. You're going to get stronger. You're going to be a better player. And you probably get drafted in a higher round. And it, that's exactly what happened. I decided to stay in college, in junior college, one more year. And the next year, I got drafted by the Cardinals in the 19th round. And uh, nothing. It was well, being coming here to Miami Day and, and, and being in Miami Day for two years, it really helped me for the professional career in the sense that at 17, I had to come here and learn how to cook. 
learn how to you know do the dishes, uh, do my laundry, and actually become a man. That's seventeen, you know, uh, responsible, hold yourself accountable, and that's exactly what happened. And then when I signed, I went to Arizona to play rookie ball with the Cardinals, and I already knew what to do. I knew how to cook, I knew how to do all my stuff and play ball. So that's that's that was kind of a a preparation for professional baseball for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, was it tough, like, balancing a social life on top of baseball, especially at that young age? Like, you know, that must have been tough. Like, what, what was the, the reaction from your friends and family as you were going through this time in, in your pursuit to play uh, professional baseball? And, I mean, that must have been crazy. Yeah, but always, always had uh, the support from my parents, my friends, you know, and, 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 and there was a few guys that used to work out with me in the Dominican Republic, you know. Uh, when we were 13, 14, we would go to the beach, we would run, we'd do the stairs, we'd do like, we really wanted to be, you know, professional baseball player. And, and then once I signed a professional contract and once I made it to the major league, I brought one of them to work with me, wow. you know. So we were, yeah, he was a massage guy, and, you know, he was taking – some classes in university also and and nothing you know it's just that, that that I had always the desire you know I was always hungry for it that was my goal and and, uh, and I always had a lot of friends from the Dominican Republic that were ahead of me and and that were baseball players and they kind of taught me you know and told me what to expect you know in, in, those, in those in the minor leagues and in, in the major leagues so they kind of gave me the right yeah, yeah, guidance, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just crazy, man. I mean, you know, I can't imagine at that young age, right, where, you know, you get drafted by the White Sox, and, and that's a tough decision you had to make where it's like, I'll just stay one more year. I mean, yeah. that takes balls, man. <laughs> you know, like, were, were, were you, like, were you nervous, like, throughout that year where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I really just passed up on this, you know, to, to sort of, you know, go up on a higher round possibly, you know, in the future. Um, you know, no, but for some reason, you know, like, like what, what the coach told me, he was right. He was right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, that year that I, got after, that I got drafted by the White Sox, I was probably 155, 160, you know, mm -hmm. that my weight. And I was, mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I couldn't hit the ball harder, you know, or, you know, I wasn't the fastest guy. So I kind of got better in that year, you know, I got stronger and got really, so I, I I really thought it, it would, I really at that time I thought it was gonna be a, 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 the best decision anyways. Right. And, and not to mention like in the before I came here to Miami Dade, um, I was with the Hiroshima cars mm -hmm. in, 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 in the in their complex in the Dominican Republic. And and they, they really wanted to sign me also professional, but then I decided to come here to the United States and, and, and go to Junior College instead. So, so it wasn't like, I probably would have had, you know, maybe an offer or two prior to the White Sox one. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Because great. education, education was always, you know, in, in, in my mind and in my house or something that wasn't going to be negotiable. Mm, <laughs> and right. it's just, you know, so take some classes here and there. And at 17, 18, 18, 19, you still get drafted, you're young. And, you know, you can always come back to school, you know, if you don't finish or whatever. So, right. but baseball really worked out. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'd say so. I mean, let, let's get I mean, two-time All-Star, 
ALCS MVP, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, Silver Slug Award, you know, just under 300 career batting average. I mean, man, that's crazy, man. Congrats. Pat yourself on the back. Unreal. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe talk to us about, you know, that first day, you know, walking in the clubhouse, uh, the Cardinals clubhouse, you know, at that young age where it's like, did that really hit you where it's like, oh, my God, like, you know, because you, you went from a few years ago not knowing you could get paid to play baseball to all of a sudden you're going into the clubhouse of, you know, one of the best organizations in the league. You know, I mean, talk about that experience. Yeah, right. It, it was really cool. It was really cool because I was in Memphis, Tennessee. That's where the Redbird, our AAA club was, right, for the, for the St. Louis. And then late, in, late at night, uh, I got a call from a trainer saying that, hey, you're going, you're going up to the mayor leagues. And I go, what happened? <laughs> and he goes, uh, somebody got hurt, and they need you there tomorrow. They have a day game also, you know, one o'clock game in Cincinnati. So first playing to Cincinnati and uh, all that. So when I got that news, imagine a kid from the Dominican Republic, remember working out and doing all that stuff with the goal of being a major league player. Now here we are. That call, it's – so I right away I called my mom and my dad in the Dominican Republic. And I tell them, hey, I'm going up to the Major League tomorrow. And they were really nervous and happy. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, so I didn't sleep that, that night. Right. I didn't want to miss my flight. Right, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, I got on the plane. So, like, living the dream, like, you know, way up. Like, wow, man, I'm going to the Major Leagues right now. And, you know, right. it's like, wow, really. And then once... I went straight to the stadium, so I didn't go to any hotel because, like I said, it was a day game. So, well, I, and as, as I'm walking in the on, uh, on the field, I'm like, "There's no way that I'm playing today. It's my first day in the major leagues. You know, they're probably gonna give me a day to regroup and this and that." Yeah. When I look at the lineup, I was hitting first and playing yeah. second. Oh my god! I'm like, "Oh my god!" Now I'm really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that's, you got that, your career, uh, your first career hit that day too, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I got, oh. I got, so I started I, drinking coffee like crazy, bro. <laughs> coffee to wake me up, and, and, and then I, I faced Brett, Brett Tomko from the Reds yeah. at the old stadium they had, and I got two hits. I very good at bats, actually, that day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy, man. And, you know, people talk about, like, the patience it takes to get to the majors, right? Like, it. You know, it's different from other sports where it's like, you know, the NBA or NFL, you know, you get drafted. It's like, oh, you made it. With the MLB, it's so competitive just to get to the majors, right? I mean, maybe talk about, like, that patience, right? I mean, it must have felt that much more satisfying when you saw your name in the lineup getting your first career hit in the big leagues. I mean, because it's it's probably a very humble, you know, uh, uh, process, right? I mean, playing in the minors, you know, I mean, talk about that, too. I mean, that must have been crazy. It is. Yeah, it is very humble. You, you know, minor leagues, uh, a lot of sacrifices, you know, like in class A, maybe not so much because the, the trips are very close, you know, in the California League, in the Florida State League here. All, all the trips are close, you know, for Myers, Tampa, Jupiter's, they're close. But as you move up, like to double A, now you start traveling by bus, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hour trip, round trip. And you have to sleep on this bed that, you know, that it's like a plywood with a little bit of cushion. Yeah. 
all night, you know, to go to the next city, get up, get uh, go to the hotel, drop your stuff, and go to the field to play the next game. It's really, it's, 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 yeah, it's very sacrificing. But you know what? You're not the only one doing it. Everybody else is doing it. You know what I mean? And that's what you have to think. And that's the price that, you know, that you have to pay. And then once you make it to the major league, you really appreciate it more that you went through the whole system and you pay your dues in the minor leagues. And that's what I, that's the way I see it. And that's the way I look at it. And, and, and then, but again, I wasn't triple eight. I wasn't killing the league, but I wasn't doing bad either. But I got the call because somebody got hurt. So making it to the major leagues can be also a little bit of luck. You know, not that you wish anybody bad, but right. you know, because somebody gets hurt, you get called up. And then right. you do so good that you happen to stay there. You know what I mean? Mm. But so making it there is not as easy as it is to, to establish yourself and stay there for maybe three years or longer. And that, that's hard. I think we as human beings, once we make it to, to the major league, we kind of relax a little bit more. Right. We, you know, not everybody, but we tend to say like, oh, I made it. Right. You, you didn't make it. Now it is when the, the everything starts, you know. Yeah. And that's a misunderstanding there between people. And that's, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, did you feel like, you know, after those four years, your first four years with the Cardinals, um, like, did you feel like you were established? Because, you know, then, then you got traded to the Phillies. You know, was that, a, was that a tough transition where it's like those four years with the Cardinals, you know, you must have felt like somewhat of an established player. You know, you're in the league. Was that a tough transition for you to, to get traded from the Cardinals to the Phillies? And then, you know, did that – was that a change in mindset for you or – Yeah, when you – yeah, of course. The first phrase is always uh, hard because I didn't know what to expect in Philly, you know, and I didn't know what, you know, what was happening, you know. I was just playing ball and all of a sudden you're getting traded. So there's a lot of – a lot of things going in, in your mind, you know, and I have to move my family. Where am I going to live? Or are they going to be good teammates? Are we going to make it to the playoff? Are we as good? What's going to be my position? Are they and there's a million things that you, and, 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 and yeah, I felt like I was already established because I was a regular player during the playoff for the San Luis Cardinals those prior years, you know, the prior right. years. So, so when I went to Philly, the treatment by Larry Boa, Bill Myers, Jimmy Rawlings and all those guys that were there, uh, Bobby Abreu, uh, Ricky Lede, and all those guys welcome uh, Mike Lieberthal. Mm. They gave me a welcome, like like I was part of things for years, you know. Right. So they made me, they made me feel really really comfortable, really comfortable. Mm. So good people, good teammates, great players. So and uh, not nothing. I felt really good. And then when the other trade came to Detroit, I was already you know. I was already prepared, you know, it would mm. be my second trade and, uh, and I had to approve it. That one, it was a little bit, like I had a little bit of saying there and I had to approve that, that trade. And, uh, and uh, they told me I was going to be the second batter and everyday second baseman. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. So would you say, you know, when, when you were, uh, you, you said like you were pretty, you know, satisfied with the move to Detroit, you know, that was a transition you, you felt comfortable with as well because you know it seems like you obviously enjoyed your time in Philly and you mentioned um, you know your relationship with guys like Jimmy Rollins and and whatnot. Um, you know, it, did you feel like you know that did that move to Detroit have to bring a little more convincing to you to you uh, to your family and friends or were you, or talk talk a little bit more about that? No, without a doubt, they 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 told me you know. 
in Detroit was even better than because I, I have Adam Trammell managing and he's oh my god what a great person and then I had really good coaches you know and um they made me feel really good right away Kirk Gibson was also there as one of our coaches and they made me feel like you know like I was the captain of the team when you had you had guys like Poch Rodriguez, Carlos Guillen, Mario Ordonez, and you know, so and just to earn the respect from those guys that really this is more satisfying. Those guys always came up to me and asked me questions, and they really admire the way uh, I approach the game, my preparation, my all that stuff, and that's something just coming from my teammates that means the world to me, you know. know. So they, they, they I, I, it was kind of good to to really uh, to go to Detroit and and feel that good so so soon yeah no absolutely i mean hey i mean that that year was a crazy year for you guys man i mean you just mentioned i mean maglio ordonez uh he had the three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth inning in game four um of the alcs to defeat or sweep um the oakland athletics um and there's a video of you waving your arm like you're <laughs> <laughs> after that home run um you know just to clinch the pennant um, you know, maybe talk about what's going through that your head with that because you talk about, you know, when you made it. I mean, that must have been a moment where you definitely felt like, okay, like, you know, I'm making it. Like, I'm really establishing myself as a player in this league, as a leader in Detroit. Um, you know, you win MVP in that series, ALCS. I mean, you know, batting over 500. I mean, so, I mean, just take us through that series in that moment because that must have been a really – you know, satisfying time uh, for you as a player. Yeah, it's um, especially in 2006, I dislocated my shoulder in Boston. I was mm -hmm. playing second base and I went after a ball, my shoulder got dislocated and it hurt like crazy. And I wasn't supposed to come back that year. And uh, we were playing really good, you know, ready to go to the playoffs. And, uh, and then the, the, the Tigers started looking for a second baseman right away. And, you know, I would look at, at, at the news and I'm like, wow, maybe they think I'm not coming back, you know. And then it kind of made me do my rehab twice as good and being very responsible with it. And sure, sure enough, I was able to come back maybe two, three days before the regular season was over. I got to play and then I went straight to the playoffs. And it was really, really a really good series. It was so crazy, man. And, uh, and, you know, and nothing. We, we beat some good teams that, that year. And um, we came up short of the Cardinals. But uh, I, for some reason, I think we got really cold, man, for the for, – because we, we swept the, the, the A's, you know, for the ALCS. And then we had to wait like a good seven or eight days, you know, on a cold weather, hitting at the football stadium, you know, taking ground balls in the football field. The pitchers couldn't really get loose because they were thrown in the cage, just because right. it was really cold and snowing in Detroit. Right. And then, and then right. all of a sudden the St. Louis Cardinals win, and we're playing baseball. So we were kind of cold. We didn't. We couldn't do nothing. We couldn't hit. I didn't hit anything. Probably got on base a couple of times. One error, another one maybe walk, and 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 I mean nobody actually hit, and the pitchers couldn't throw. So we got really cold. But um, but before that, the fact that I was able to come back and play in the playoff for the Detroit Tigers and make it to the World Series and be named the ALCS MVP, all right. of those things 
together made it like probably one of the most exciting games that I played. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I was I was just watching the video, man. I I was hyped up watching you uh, run around. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was crazy, man. Crazy. I remember I remember Craig Monroe leading up that inning and hitting a base hit. Then I hit another base hit, and I'm at first base. Craig is a second, and I'm begging for Mario to hit a base hit so that you know we could score. And this guy stayed inside that pitch so good for for a home run. I didn't know whether what to do, so I started jumping around the bases. <laughs> Like, man, yeah, I mean, uh, and that must have been crazy that night, though. I mean, you guys must have been hyped, right? I mean, what, yeah, super, super, super. We well, had a really good chemistry, we had something special going on that year. Yeah, what, what did you say to Ordonez like after uh, after that walk off or after that home run? I mean, well, I, I, I can't exactly remember, but it was I was so happy that I probably cursed at him or something, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, have to man. Yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, man. I it's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah man. I mean, cr- crazy story. Um, yeah, because then the next year you go back to uh, you go back to Philly. Um, and you know, I was just reading. Just to go back a quick second. I was actually just reading uh, the article on Michigan Live. Um, about you know you talk you talk about playing in the cold weather and you know that adjustment and you know just you know just a crazy um just a crazy sum up up until the World Series I mean that is freezing yeah. I mean you talk yeah. about playing in the snow and I mean just yeah. nuts man like in October like I mean come on like just yeah. crazy um but yeah I mean at, you know after that World Series you know did you did you anticipate you know you know, leaving the Tigers or leaving Detroit? Uh, I mean, did, or, you know, did you think, you know, I want to stay here the rest of my career possibly because you had, you know, such success there? Um, you know, what was going on in your head during that offseason? No, those, those were my, like, like when you're playing for an organization and you're doing good and you feel yourself comfortable and, you know, like you treat each other like family, you have good chemistry, you never think you're going to leave, you know? You're like, wow, this is so good. Like, you know, why would I leave if it's in your but? But then I became a free agent, and and no offer was, you know, were made to me, and I don't know what happened. So because I really thought they were gonna make me offer. So then mm. there were some other offers, like the one from Philly, you know, to to move to third base and the three year offer or whatever. So right. and I had played there before. I knew Ruben Amaro, I knew Chase Ali, I knew Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, and the nice group of guys that we had there, Raul Ibanez. And I'm, you know, it was it made the decision very easy, you know. So I'm like, okay, I go play third base. You know, I did it before with the Cardinals during the playoffs, and um, I think I can do it. And uh, let me just go there and take it as a challenge. Three years, you know, and uh, I was able to win a Gold Glove there to a third base as well. So that's uh, something that 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 I'm very proud of because a lot of people didn't think I was going to be able to play third base and not just to play, but win gold gloves there. That That's really, yeah, it, it yeah. meant a lot to me. Yeah. Hey, man, you're, you've been getting gold gloves everywhere, it seems like, right? <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I mean, do you, do you prefer playing um, – did you prefer playing second or third base? You know, I mean, talk about, you know, that shift, um, you know, from a positional standpoint. Was that a – you know, a tough uh, challenge for you as a player? Let me, let me, no, let me, uh, let me tell you, let me see if you can understand this. 
to play a game, one game or two games, I enjoy more third base because you got to be on your toes. The adrenaline, it's more, you know, it's higher. But all season, like 160-some game, a second base is easier for your body, you know, more relaxed. You're stronger, at, you know, at the plate and all that. But when you play third base, your hips are bent so for so long that you start getting hip hip problems. And as you know, the, all the third basemen always have uh, hips problems. And that's uh, uh, one thing that, that really catches up with you after a few years of third base. And uh, it seems like you get older <laughs> sooner when yeah. you're there. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, I was just curious because, you know, as a fan, you never really know, you know, the challenges, right, that, that these players have to deal with, you know, playing – um, you know, these different positions, um, you know, just trying to get, make the most of an opportunity, right, for your team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, what you just said, I mean, you know, I think that just shows the, the challenges behind that because, you know, you, because you played short for a little bit too in the beginning of your career, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I signed as a shortstop. Yeah. Wow. So I had that, that, uh, that mean, I played uh, shortstop with uh, San Luis a lot. Mm-hmm. When Edgar Renteria, you know, they would give Renteria a day off. I would be playing shortstop maybe Sundays, you know, some Thursdays. Uh, sometimes one game at second base and then at the shore. And, um, and with the Phillies, I played a little bit of short too one year. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, in, in terms of playing shortstop as well, I mean, you know, that, that's got to be a tough position to play because now it's almost like – you know, the, the in-between responsibilities of second and third, right? I mean, did, is there any what, – what were the challenges of playing shortstop? No, when you're, when you're playing shortstop, you're in charge. You're in charge mm-hmm. of the infielders, you know. You can call everybody off. You're in charge. Right. You're in charge. You call, you call the plays. You know, I got it. You got it. You know, communication is vital. And, right. and you're more in the, just because you're more in the game and you're in charge, and you, you know, it's more fun. Right. It's very fun. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah, you know, obviously there's more ground that you need to cover. You got to have a really good arm. So usually the shortstop is probably one of the most athletic guys there out there, you know, and he has to be because of the ground that he has to cover. But uh, it's, 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 it's really fun, very yeah. fun. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, with your time with the Phillies, your second stint with them, uh, you just mentioned, you know, a few moments ago, you 2011 received your third gold glove. Uh, with the Phillies, that team was stacked, um, you know, and then in 2012, uh, you reached the 2000 hit mark, uh, and that was with a home run, right, uh, against the Astros, so, I mean, that, that must have felt a little bit sweeter, you know, with that time with the Phillies as well, um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, that second sim with the Phillies must have been pretty crazy, because, you know, it's such a talented team, you're, you're establishing yourself as, as a player on, on on that roster as well, um, you know, veteran leader. Um, maybe take us through, you know, those those last or uh, those few years uh, with your second second stint in uh, Philadelphia. Because I mean, that team was you know heavy favorites, um, you know, throughout the season. Um, love to learn more about the emotions within that clubhouse as well. Well, a, every time, every time, our fourth guy or fifth guy could have been an, an ace on any other team. That's what the pitching starting rotation right there. 
And, and, and every day, every time we had a game, we felt like we had a legit chance to win that game. That's how we felt those years. Because we had guys like, oh, my God, good pitching, good pitching, good clubhouse, good managerial, good uh, everything there, you know. And, and the good thing about Charlie Manley is that he lets you be yourself. He just lets you play, you know, be yourself, do what you think, you know, do what you're capable of. And didn't do a lot of strategies, just, you know, go out there and have fun. Hit it hard somewhere. <laughs> and yeah. that's, you know. And we, we sure knew how to do it, man. We had guys like Jason Wolf, Raul Ibanez. We had really good hitters. And that off, um, offense with, uh, with uh, starting pitching is crazy. Not to mention the relievers, you know, Brad Leach, uh, Jose Contreras, Danny Baez, uh, Antonio Bastardo, uh, Mason, Ryan Mason, Matson. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a bunch of, of, of superstars there, you know. Yeah, and, uh, it was very, it was also since we were more veteran, you know, we were like an autopilot, <laughs> like we knew what to do every day. If everything was in place, boom, 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 boom. And uh, those were fun years as well. You know, we went to a playoff twice, if I'm not mistaken. There, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, and we won the division the three times, the three years there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember because, I, like I said, I was a Red Sox fan. Uh, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I remember, like, talking with my friends, like, man, that Phillies team, that, that they're looking good. I'm getting scared. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. years, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned the pitching. Cliff Lee, uh, Cole Hamels uh, was in that rotation, some great guys. Um, another guy was Roy Halladay as well. Um, you know, what was it like being on the same team as him? And what was sort of that leadership presence that Philadelphia as well? For Roy Holiday? Yeah. Well, Roy, Roy, Roy was probably uh, when it comes to preparation, I, ne- I I don't think I played with a guy that prepared better than, than Roy did. You know, Roy, it's it's uh, it's uh, it was a workaholic, very serious guy. Didn't say much. He just let his pitching do the talking, my friend. And what a great teammate. One time, he, I remember him in the, here at Marlin Stadium throwing a perfect game and, you know, ordering watch, watches for all the, his teammates, you know. Like, he bought a bunch of watches for all of us, like really good watches. And I'm like, what do you, what do you do? I mean, you know, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, super, super nice guy, super nice guy, very quiet, you know, great friend. And, and, and to be, to, to have played with him, to have played defense for him, it was really an honor, man. And he was extremely fun to watch, man. When you're in the game and you're expecting, as an infielder, when you're mentally in the game, you think that every pitch is going to be hit to you. That's the mentality you got to have, right? Every pitch is going to be hit to you. And when you're thinking that and you're seeing what this guy is doing out there to each batter, you really enjoy it, and you're like, "Wow, he did it!" That's exactly what I want him to throw there. You know, like I would. <laughs> you enjoy the game more. You're really in the game, you know, and that's uh, that's what I tell the infielders. You know, that's that's the game is going to be more fun. You know, you're going to be in the game so much, and, and you're going to be prepared. That's the other part of the homework that you need to do, other than just being in good shape. Mm. You know. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Because there were so many leadership presences on 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 that Phillies team I mean uh you know that year you know talk about the emotions in the clubhouse I mean you know you, you guys um 
you know, you guys play St. Louis in, in first round of playoffs. I mean, take us through like that emotion in terms of like, you know, here, you know, you have all these different leaders, all these different, um, you know, personalities, right? So, I mean, was there a challenge in terms of, you know, who's the real, who's, you know, who's listening to who in the clubhouse? Um, you know, was there, I mean, talk about the challenges of that season and then, you know, was there any, uh, you know, disappointment or emotions that were went through you guys' head? Well, no, no, really. I mean, we were determined. We, we, you know, we were all on the same page. We wanted to win. We wanted to play hard. But we were, like I said, we were veteran players, and we knew that uh, in, a, in a short series, anything could happen, you know. Right. And then they, they just happened to play better than us for that in that series, you know. But uh, it, it, it wasn't a lack of work. You know, from us, you know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, when when you lose, you try look, you try looking for things. So oh, I would have done this differently. I would have done this, you know, differently. I mean, you know, there's a few things that you can control. You know, being yeah. on time. You know, playing hard and doing your homework. Doing, you know, and then uh, the results. Uh, you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, you can hit ten hard line drives at somebody with no results, and hit ten bloopers right behind second base for a hit. You know, so right. who's 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 actually swinging better? Who's, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, I get that, man. Um, yeah, the, I guess the last few questions I had, um, yeah, uh, so one of my friends, uh, he said, my friend Andrew, um, wanted to know, I mean, you played for a lot of big market teams, as we talked about, St. Louis, Detroit, Philly, um, and then you ended your career with Miami. What, I mean, was – Talk about like the comparison ending your career in Miami, a smaller market team compared to playing in bigger market teams. Was uh, what what was that like? That was very very nice. Another year that I enjoyed a lot in my career, like like all of them. Uh, the fact that I, the year before I was going to retire, and then you know um, I got an offer from the Marlins one year at home. So I talked to my wife, the kids, hey, you know. I know I promised you I was going to retire, but this is a good offer. It's at home. I'm going to be just gone for 82 games, not for, you know, the whole season. And um, it's, a, it's a home. It's in Miami. So let's let's consider this. Let's do it, you know. And, yeah. and then that's exactly what happened. So I said, yes, okay, you know, we'll play one more year, sign with the Marlin. I already had in mind the retirement right after, you know. And right. uh and that's how it happened. You know, I was I go to work 15 minutes from here, and uh, enjoyed it. You know, with a, a special group of players. You know, super talented that I enjoyed, and also a honor to have played with them, like like Marcelo Zuna, Christian Jelic, Giancarlo Stanto, Jose Fernandez, rest in peace, and you know, a bunch of a real multo. You know, we call them up. You know, here and there, and. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of good players, you know, and uh, they were, they're all established in the major leagues and they're doing good. So, yeah. That's, no, that's awesome. I mean, would you say Miami, I mean, what were your favorite years in the league, would you say? I mean, because you had so many. I mean, whether it was with Philly, the Cardinals, Miami, Detroit, of course. I mean, if you had to relive any of your years, you had to pick. What, what, what would you choose? Bro, 2007, are you kidding me? In 2007, I didn't make an error. I hit 2,000 hit. I hit 343, 340 something for average, right? In, in, uh, it was Gold Glove, a Silver Slugger, a, 
wow, no, that, that I think that that was the year. Right. So, and, and the only the only thing that I did different that year than others is the, the concentration level. The concentration level was extremely high. I was on every page, every you know, every even when I wasn't hitting, even when I was in the in uh, the dugout, I would be watching my teammate hitting and like you know had an idea what the pitcher was gonna do with him and all that. It was. You know, it's, it's it's a lot of work mentally, but it really pays off, man. It really, if you really want to do this, that's the only way to do it to to, to be successful. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you were to, I mean, hey, man, I'll, I'll, the Red Sox will take you. I mean, come on, come on down, man. Come play for us right now. <laughs> We'd love to have you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank I mean, you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, with that being said, I mean, would you feel like I mean, this is a crazy time in the MLB. Like, if if you were an active player today, would you uh, – Yeah, I mean, how would you, you know, handle with these circumstances? Would you feel comfortable playing, you know, with all that's going you know, on? I would, probably, I would probably go play. And i tell you why. Just because you're exposed in whatever you do. You go to the supermarket, you're exposed. You go to whatever gas station, so you're, you know, you're exposed. So in here, I'm doing what I love to do, playing ball. And all the guys are going to be tested, so I'm going to be tested. And uh, I'm going to get paid, you know. So it's like I, I, would, I would play. I would play. I would went. I would have, you know, this is a no-brainer. Unless, unless uh, I had, like, you know, uh, people with problems in my house that, you know, that can put them in danger or something, you know. Right. If we're all healthy and you know we have the possibilities so those are the things that you also have to to look you know if you're a baseball player and you live with your grandparents and they're sick and they have lung problems or whatever then that's another situation you know you yeah. know if you have a daughter with a down syndrome you have some you know that those are the things that you have to really look into mm. and but in my situation thank god you know everybody's healthy so i would have went and play you know and, right. you know yeah Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I, I won't keep you for much longer. I'm sorry. All right, Gary. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Best of luck, man. Um, Thank you. And uh, good luck with the Dodgers as well. Thank you. Um, pray, prayers to you and your family. And, uh, yeah, hope all is well, man. Reach out if Thank you, you ever Thank need. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Have a good one.